It is some point in the week, the week before Thanksgiving. This is the KOLL Podcast DFS Show. Here we go. Welcome to the podcast. It is week 11. I am your host as always, Stefan Siggs. Today on the podcast, no no glamour. We're going to run through week 11 really quick. And then I got a DFS show for all you daily fantasy players. Some of my favorite talks are about daily fantasy. And it's going down today with the American Najee Warrior Welcome to the podcast. Here's your week 11 matchups. Who's Justice Bieber has a 19 point advantage against Nick Top, Greg Bottom. Both teams are 7 and 3 and looking to grab a stranglehold on one of the top seeds in the playoffs. The Melonheads, coming off of two straight victories, are a huge underdog this week against Forever On Clean. Forever On Clean is 6-4. The Melonheads are 3-7. The longest yard is an underdog again this week. After last week's loss, they take on Devontae's Inferno. The longest yard is 8-2. Devontae's Inferno, 7-3. A win in this matchup would be huge for the longest yard and devastating for Devontae's Inferno in terms of playoff seeding, so it's very interesting to see. Remember, top two seeds get a bye in the playoffs. The Long Island Beasts are eight-point underdogs this week against the DeLongles. The Beasts are really starting to turn it on but need to get some victories quickly or they are going to struggle and, and have a hard time finding their way in the playoffs. The DeLongles have lost two straight. The Thick Dicks are a huge, ginormous double-up favorite this week against the Oracle. The Thick Dicks are 4-6. The Oracle, of course, is 1-9. And And finally, Austin 316 is a 10-point grit this week against the Etlians. Austin 316, 2-8. The Etlians, 5-5. That is it this week for week 11. Listen, if you want this podcast to be more about our league and less about just fantasy football in general, I mean, drop a line. Tell me you want to get on the podcast. Um, When I ask you to be on the podcast, just give me five minutes. That's all I'm asking for. Give me five minutes. Give me ten minutes. It could be on your drive to work. It could be on your drive home. It could be right after you brush your teeth and put your jammies on for the night. I wanted this uh, podcast to be about this league. And unfortunately, I'm having immense amount of trouble getting the league mates on the podcast. I know we're busy. But five minutes? I don't know. Anyway, here we go. It's a DFS show. Thank you again to the American Najee Warrior. Let's take it away. Now we are going to kick it over to the DFS podcast with the American Najee Warrior. Take it away. Going on the American Najee Warrior. Welcome back to the podcast. Good to be here. All right, so um, when you were on the podcast uh, just last week, I believe it was, uh, at least at least one listener, maybe multiple, not sure, but at least one listener noticed that you mentioned daily fantasy quite often. And, yeah, so, and so I thought it would be a great idea to have you on again and just have a straight-up talk about daily fantasy in Week 11. So that's what we're going to do. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, the time uh, that we invest into fantasy, it's it's good to also play daily fantasy as well. I mean, the, like I said, the amount of time and energy we put in, why not try to take things to the next level? 
I think I absolutely have a, a better chance of hitting it big playing Daily Fantasy than I ever would playing the lottery. So I thoroughly enjoy playing dailies, even if I just win $2. Even if I lose, it's just fun being there and uh, following along a little extra close, really, to players who aren't, you know, on my regular fantasy football team. It's a lot of fun. So uh, that's what we're here to do today is talk some daily fantasy. And I mean, any listeners out there who like to play dailies, I mean, you know, listen to us and uh, maybe take some advice. Maybe not. Maybe we don't know what the hell we're talking about, but uh, we're going to give it our best our best shot here today. So um, let's start it off. We are on the main slate on DraftKings for those following along. Who are kind of uh, some some top of the line quarterbacks? Who's who's the most expensive quarterback you're willing to pay up for this week? I mean, the most expensive quarterback on the slate is going to be uh, Allen for Buffalo at home. Uh, I, I don't know what the projections are on that game, but I imagine Buffalo is at least probably about a touchdown favorite at home. Uh, he's eighty one hundred. Um, he. Uh, I'm not afraid to go here. I mean, I don't think anybody's afraid to to go to Allen in the situation, being at home, and he's starting to really turn up the last few weeks. Uh, it was a little worryful the, the first couple weeks, but um, I'm not afraid to pay 8100 for him. I mean, the, the problem is, is it's just that you have to construct certain lineups going forward with certain players and, and pay scale in mind since that 81 chunk on QB is pretty heavy. So in terms of – Paying up, um, I'm willing to go to the highest level, which is which is Allen. And um, right now, it looks like Lamar Jackson's questionable. He's just a hundred dollars shy of of Allen. So um, I think I'm willing to go there as well. Uh, a little bit less likely because it's at Chicago, and you know, not that I think Chicago's a great team, but their defense is, you know, middle of the pack, if not maybe slightly a little bit, you know, better than average. So um, that's not as favorable of a matchup as Allen at home against Indianapolis, where I think that could probably turn into a shootout. Uh, Wentz has been looking good. So those are kind of the two that I'm willing to pay up for. Um, I'm, I'm kind of looking to fake Kyler Murray, honestly, just because he's been off the last couple weeks and it's just, I don't know, it's just a dicey situation. And then really the only thing left that I'm willing to pay up for at that point, which would probably be what I would construct most of my lineups around will be, Dak Prescott and Mahomes. I just think that's a total smash spot, either one of those. And that game in general would be the game that I would load up on. Yeah, absolutely. That is definitely the game to target this week. And, you know, I don't. I didn't really consider Josh Allen really when I was looking at this. But, I mean, uh, you know, I'm more used to playing on FanDuel, so I'm new to DraftKings. But I think 3x, 3x the salary is probably the target. And then 24 points in that Colts game, that should be a high-scoring game. Yeah, I don't mind Josh Allen there either. I was going to talk about Dak Prescott because I think uh, even you could, you could go to Mahomes, Prescott's $400 cheaper um i like either one of those two really should be a smash play this week uh kansas city's big on the big plays and uh dallas gives up a lot of them you know what i mean so uh really i think there's going to be a lot of points and i think this is probably the game to target i love both of them uh this week for sure yeah the only problem is it's going to be chalk so i mean in, in order to you know depending on what kind of contest you're playing and whatnot i mean pretty much it will be it will be either Mahomes or, or Prescott. A lot of I, I can't imagine ownership will be will be low on either of those guys, and um, that that's pretty much it for anybody I'd be willing to pay up for. At, really, at that point this week, I look at some of the middle tier guys, and not that they don't interest me, but I think it's either you pay up or you kind of just pay down. I, I really don't like to to be in the middle there in the six thousand range. I mean, there's some interesting plays. Um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers depending on what's going on with him at 7,000 might be also a play because Green Bay, Minnesota, I mean, that just seems like Minnesota games just get out of hand. They're just always shootouts. And I, I just keep forgetting about it each week to not look into the Minnesota games because it just they're either Minnesota or both teams just end up just putting up a lot of points and a lot of craziness happens. So. Yeah, I'm, t I'm totally in agreement. I mean, Jalen hurts at 6,800 is, is a, with the rushing floor that he's got, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shy necessarily about playing Jalen Hurts any week. Um, but let's just talk about. Let's say you want to pay up at running back. Who are the lower 
lower tier quarterbacks who you might take a, a shot on in a tournament or something like that. Uh, let's go like real cheap, like under 6,500. Any of these quarterbacks you'd be willing to take a, a dart throw on this week? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be taking a couple uh, other than some of the quarterbacks I mentioned first um, and trying to do some stacks with them. Uh, I, I think, you know, it, I'm going to be kind of actually paying down, I think, for running back this week. I'm not 100% sure, but just looking at some of where I'm at in constructions, it looks like I really like some of the heavy hitters for wide receivers. But if I was going to pay up for running back, let's just say for, you know, for the example, I, I'm really not afraid to go to cam newton at 5100 <laughs> like I, yeah. I don't i don't know why maybe i should be but um this just seems like a total, a total as long as he's the projected starter which it looks like news is developing that he's taking first team snaps it looks like the coach is pretty much uh edging towards starting cam without actually coming out and saying it i mean it, it seems like it's a 90 percent lock but i mean washington's giving up more points to quarterbacks i think than any other any other team and um, it's at home. It's Carolina. McCaffrey's back and and seems like you know workload is, is starting to get back there and he's healthy. And Robbie Anderson came out of the woodwork <laughs> over the over yeah. the last week. I, I just think that uh, he has a lot to prove there, and I think he has a lot of talent. I'm not going to sit here and go down the rabbit hole and say, you know, if Cam's you know the best quarterback or worst quarterback or get into anything like that. I just you know we're looking at stats, we're looking at game script. This is a good spot for Cam and for 5100. I mean, I it's hard not to 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 look at that as being a tasty matchup. You know, I love that, and I didn't even consider going all the way down the 5100 at Cam Newton, but really, I love that. Um, you know, kind of like a, a Cam Newton when he's hungry, when he wants to prove himself. I think this is a good week to capitalize on that, um, especially considering not only are you getting a starting quarterback, but really you're getting a goal line running back on top of that. He could plunge into the end zone for a couple of touchdowns. I love that. And I, now that I'm looking at it, I mean, Tyrod Taylor against Tennessee is only $5,000. Would you be uh, – would you be uh, – scared to go quite that low for Tyrod Taylor against Tennessee this week? I mean, I don't think so. I think the only – I was going to mention the only other area that I'd be looking at would probably be the, the Houston-Tennessee game because I, I project that one will get out of hand. I mean, it's a it's a divisional game. Um, I just – you know, this late in the season, divisional games always just seem to be 20, you know, 20-20, even 30-30 scores, and it doesn't matter if the one team's trash or if the other team's good. It just – they always just are crazy. So um, I'm not afraid to go to Tyrod Taylor. It's not somebody I would probably go to. If I'm playing him, I'm stacking him with Brandon Cooks. I mean, I'm not running Tyrod Taylor naked. Definitely. You got to stack with – you're going with the cheap quarterback. You got to put his top receiver in there also. I'm with you there, definitely. I want to hit you with a little uh, a low salary trap quarterback here. Jimmy Garoppolo against Jacksonville seems like a tasty matchup on paper, but the Jaguars defense has been playing outstanding as of late, and I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo might be that low uh, that low salary guy who's a little bit high rostered, and I think that's a trap this week. Yeah, I mean it's tough. I mean they just came off back to back Arizona and the Rams. I mean things are looking. Things are looking good for Jimmy G right now, but he's also pretty consistent for, you know, having a flop after stuff like this to, you know, lesser teams. So um, obviously you can't project that. I'm not banking on that. I mean, Jacksonville, the last few weeks has been terrible against the pass. They're not good against it. But um, I, I mean, I'm not, it does seem kind of like a trap. I'm going to probably stay away from it. I mean, really, it, it just comes down to Debo Samuel. Uh, Samuel. I mean, Donald. It, all the work is consolidated to Debo. I mean, this is his favorite target. Looks like Witcham McCall did come back and did have a touchdown score. I didn't watch the game last week, but um, uh, the tight end, I can't believe I can't George think of Kittle. it. George Kittle, George yeah. Kittle, yeah. Kittle's finally kind of healthy. They're, they're, they, they, they limited snaps last or last week, but um, but he got a touchdown. I mean, I, I, I don't want to go to Jimmy G. I, to be honest, I don't play enough lineups that I'm going to be running him. But if I was playing, you know, maybe a dozen or a couple dozen or how some people even play, you know, you know, max 100 or 150, um, I, I would definitely throw in some there and stack them with Debo Samuel. Uh, but that's about it. I, I, I really don't want to go to him. I, I think there's better options at, at prices under and slightly above him. 
Yep, that's what I was saying too. I I would not I wouldn't roster him on any lineup this week personally. I I think it's a trap game. Uh, for people who are hungry for some Jimmy G, let's slide over to running back here. Uh, personally, myself, I am paying down at running back this week. I think there's some great cheap options, absolutely. But if we were, if we had some money left over, like I said, we went with a cheap quarterback. Who are some running backs at the t- at the top sal- at the top of the salary charts that you'd be willing to pay up for this week? Yeah, I'm looking at pricing now. I mean, <laughs> I mean, 8900 McCaffrey. Um, that's still technically underpriced for McCaffrey. Anytime you can get McCaffrey for under nine grand on DraftKings, um, that that's a deal. Um, obviously, it's at home. It's against Washington. I, I mean, this guy is he, he he's he's not game dependent. I mean, he's going to grab you 20 to 25 minimum regardless of what what game it is or who he's going against. I mean, he's just one of the few one of the few players in, in DFS that you can't really you can't assume that, you know, the defense is going to stop him or get scared about a good defense or a good defensive line or whatnot. I mean, this guy is just independent upon everything. Um, I would go to him at 8900 if I was willing to pay up or if I had lots of salary, you know, but um I'm not going to be going to, to Taylor. I think Taylor finally his bubble gets popped. I I just He's been doing so well, but it's at Buffalo, and I don't think you beat Buffalo at Buffalo, you know, pounding the football at him. I just I don't think that's how it works. But um, I could be wrong. I, and Dalvin Cook's in a decent spot for eighty two hundred. I definitely play Cook over Taylor. I definitely play Cook over Kamara. I pretty much play Cook over just about everybody except for Zeke at seventy seven hundred. Would probably be the best spot to be at of anyone that's kind of high up there in the top salary range. For 7,700, it just makes way more sense to go to him than anybody else at that tier. It's going to be a crazy high-scoring game with KC, um, and they're, they're they're utilizing him more this year. I mean, he's back, he's in action, and he's doing really well. I, I love Zeke. Absolutely. A player that I love right under Zeke at 7,600 is Joe Mixon this week. Uh, personally, I think Joe Mixon is start-of-the-week caliber player this week. <laughs> Uh, if I was paying up for running back, that's about probably about as high as I'm going this week is Joe Mixon at 7,600. I could go Zeke at 77. Sure. Absolutely. But I think Joe Mixon is a smash play. He's pretty much alone in the backfield. Uh, and really I'd love him against Las Vegas this week at 7,600. But again, I'm not paying up for running back this week. I think the money is kind of in the middle, even some lower tier running backs here. I think are really good plays this week. Who do you have in mind as a uh, you know these middle salary guys this week? Yeah, I mean it, it's it's that seems to be a consensus. I, I, this is the first time I've really looked at the slate and everything. Some weeks I like to not listen to podcasts and listen to content and look re- at research until the end of the week, and sometimes I do it early. It just depends. Um, but I'm looking at it now. I mean, we we all know that Aaron Jones is out for the next one to two weeks. That's going to be the chalk of the week, just like Ernest Johnson was the chalk for Cleveland last week. Um, for sixty, what is it, sixty two hundred? You're getting you're getting a you know a Balkel back, you know at, at you know for Green Bay against Minnesota. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he drops twenty a twenty piece this week at sixty two hundred. That will be definitely the smash spot, um, as well as I was looking earlier. Um, I really like Dearness Johnson again, depending on what happens with, uh, with, with, with Chubb. If Chubb is in, obviously I probably fade him a little bit more. Um, but at 5,600, I'm definitely playing him if Chubb's out again due to the COVID situation. Uh, but really other than that, I mean, I think two that I'm going to bring up that I think are in great spots are, um, I think, uh, Michael, uh, I keep saying it. <laughs> Michael Carter is, I think, a decent play. People were a little skeptical, but, uh, of last week and, and what's going on after he dropped the 32 burger. But, um, I think he's relevant for, for 5,800. I also think Eliza Mitchell, he didn't get the hundred yard bonus the other, uh, the last game, but he's, he's, he's there. Looks like he's their primary back, but, San Francisco is so weird with that backfield. I hate Shanahan. And um, so I just really fade San Francisco running backs. And they always kill me, but I'll just keep getting killed by them because I, I hate playing the, the, you know, the Bill Belichick game. They're like the equivalent of, of Bill Belichick on the other side of the conference. Um, and then 
It looks like Miles Gaskin at 5,700 would be a smash spot, but they don't use him, and they don't use him right. Um, I don't like it. I mean, at 5,700, Miami at, you know, at New York Jets. I mean, gosh, dang. But those are kind of where my head's at right now. Uh, that's that's probably where I'll be at in, in that range. Well, I haven't gotten an update just yet on Elijah Mitchell, but the last I heard is he may not play this week, which is kind of why I absolutely love Jeff Wilson Jr. for San Francisco this week at $5,100. Really, even if Elijah Mitchell is in the game, Jeff Wilson saw 10 meaningful carries this past week off the injury, and I think he's going to continue to get more carries as the season progresses. He's a Shanahan guy through and through. Uh, Shanahan loves him. So I, I think this week we're going to see a, a fresh breakout from Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, against Jacksonville. Uh, like you said, you were talking about A.J. Dillon. I don't think you said his name, though. Um, A.J. Dillon for Green Bay this week. I mean, if if he's a starting running back at $6,200, that is smash money. Give me all the A.J. Dillon this week. Yeah, 100%. He'll be, he'll be the weak chalk. He'll definitely be the highest value. He will definitely be uh... – a uh, where everyone looks to center their lineups at running back. I mean, similar situation what happened with Madison. I remember a couple weeks ago, uh, I, I you know I slid him in right when Dalvin Cook was uh, did not you know w- w- was projected to sit, and you know he dropped the twenty five piece. So those are the things you got to keep a lookout for, especially with the you know the next forty eight to seventy two hours as we get into the weekend to keep an eye on. I mean, I, it looks like he's doubtful. I don't see Aaron Jones coming back from that. And I did hear the news on Elijah Mitchell with a, like a broken finger. So I don't yeah, know. He had surgery. He had surgery. I mean, I don't know. You know, they, they, they don't let us know this stuff until oftentimes the last, you know, a couple hours. So I love, I would definitely love Wilson there in that situation. I'm definitely not going to Trevor Sermon. Um, no, so, so that, that's where I'd be at. And I mean, also to, to people aren't on top of it yet, but really, I mean, um, you know, we could really talk about Daryl Williams. I mean, at 5,400, it just never seems like this year that they've priced running backs right for Kansas City just because of their lack of, you know, production. They're just choppy. They're just not the team that they were the last couple of years. So um, they price them so low, but I, I'm not ever afraid to take a chance on a Kansas City running back. Yeah, it is tough. If Clyde Edwards-Elaire is not playing this week, I absolutely would go to Daryl Williams. However, I'm not sure on his status as of right now. He does have projected points, but if he is in the lineup, I don't want any part of a Chiefs running back. I'm with you there. What do you think about David Montgomery against Baltimore at $5,500? He came back from the injury last week and looked really good. Seems to be getting all those carries right back. And he finished last season so strong and started out this year you pretty much the same what do you think about david montgomery this week yeah you know what i didn't even see him um at 5500 i mean he's definitely viable and somebody that i have i have serious interest at i mean it's at chicago um chicago is just going to run that ball that's what they do uh, especially against the a, a baltimore team um where they know lamar is going to be you know, trying to speed up the game, use his legs and whatnot. They're going to try to slow it down. They like to run first. Um, I mean, I like that at 5,500. The only problem is, is the, it's been the same old, you know, song and dance. It's just, you know, Justin Fields has been doing well the last couple of weeks, but that could, that could drop any given time. And it's, you know, it, it, I just get worried to stream anybody on Chicago because just the lack of touchdowns, any, at any given day, they could put up a, you know, a, a three to get beat three to fifth, uh, 17, three to 21 or something, and then pull off a dud. But really, I mean, it, it, it's a matter of if you think Montgomery's, um, you know, how do you think the game script will be? And do you think the volume is there that even if they don't do shit, that they're, he's still going to put up, you know, 12, 15 points? Yeah. I think, no, he does. Yeah. I think he's good for, think- for 15. Yeah, and like I said, if 3X is the mark at 5,500, I mean, 15 is not, not quite, but, I mean, 16 points would be – I'd be cool with that uh, from David Montgomery this week. One more running back question for you. Jeremy, Jeremy McNichols may be out this week for Tennessee. Are we going Deontay Foreman or Adrian Peterson? I mean, Foreman's the better back. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we know at this point that um, we don't know what they're going to do. 
I mean, yeah, they'd be foolish to not go to Foreman. I, I have McNichols and I've got Adrian Peterson on my bench trying to figure out what the heck I should do. But I, I don't think I need to figure out much more. This week, well, I think will be the final week. It'll be the third week without uh, w- without Derrick Henry, King Henry being in. So um, I, I think Foreman will be the lead back. However, I just they, they're giving Peterson the carries and – I just I get worried about that goal line. I really do. It wouldn't surprise me if Foreman comes out and starts running the ball well and gets down the field. The next thing you know, you know, second down and two on the you know on the two yard line or whatever the hell it is, and you see Adrian Peterson come in there and, and, and just pull off a crappy two yard run in. So that's the only hesitation I have. Yeah, let's just not play either of them. I I mean I wouldn't, and I, it, it's a it's a shame because that. Tennessee-Houston game, like I said, could get out of control. And Titans are favored to win. It's at home, and I, I, I think they do win. So it wouldn't surprise me even by the second quarter or third quarter, they're, they're just running the ball and running out time because they're up a score or two. So um, it, it's kind of a, a shitty situation trying to dissect it because it wouldn't surprise me if Peterson or Foreman do well or both of them actually even do well just because of the volume that might be there if they're up you know, pretty big. Yeah, totally, absolutely with you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stay away from Titans running backs. Let's move it over to the most exciting position is the wide receiver position. And there is a ton of great options up at the top. Also, a whole lot of questionable designations, which is never fun to try and play da- daily fantasy with those. Um, who are the wide receivers we're looking at here at the top of the salary charts? I mean, top is going to be the top. I mean, Devontae Adams week in, week out is – it would be foolish for us not to sit there and say that he is the number one option. I, I mean, I, I think so. Um, you could make a debate for a couple of these other guys. This this week is tough because I'm looking at the top five guys, and, I mean, these are – this is the cream of the crop right here. And you got Debo Samuel at 7,800, Diggs 7,900, Jefferson – 8,100, who's who, that is the only one that's a little questionable. His salary has just skyrocketed the last like two weeks out of nowhere. Uh, I don't know if you noticed it, but he, re, he was really a sub 700, even in the sixes for a while there. But um, he's been quiet until the last week or two. So they finally just, you know, shot his, his salary up. And then Tyreek at 82 and Devontae at 84. It's a tight, it's a $600 difference between five guys right there. Yeah, they're all pretty safe options in in your lineups. You know, I always like to have a high-priced wide receiver because they always seem to smash. Like Debo Samuel just has been money all year long. Uh, he seems to be questionable every week too, and then he just pops off for 120 yards and a touchdown and all that. Um Again, like you said, Justin Jefferson, he did he had a slow stretch there in the middle where his salary dipped quite a bit. It is up there now again. I'm I'm staying away from Justin Jefferson this week against Green Bay. Uh, you know, Green Bay's got some pretty good corners who who locked down and uh he's definitely the top option. So he's going to have the focus. I'm shying away from Justin Jefferson this week personally, but I do love Stefan Diggs against the Colts. Uh, like we talked about earlier, there's going to be a lot of points in this game as well. That's a matchup I'd love to target. And uh, sticking with the trend, Dallas at, against Kansas City, C.D. Lamb at 7,600. Do you like C.D. Lamb this week against Kansas City? Yeah, I love C.D. I'm at the point now where I'm just – I. <laughs> I'm in love with him. I mean, I don't actually like the guy, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I do like him as a player. I think he's he, he plays well. I just – I'm not a big Cowboys fan and that organization in general. But, I mean, if I'm looking – this is fantasy. This is daily fantasy. We're looking at, you know, not sentimental plays. We're looking at what we think is the true essence of what's going to happen and what we think the best play is. For 7,600, I made some lineups playing around earlier today. I mean, he was in just about every single one. Um for 7,600, I mean, you can't go wrong. A lot of these guys, like I said, these top guys up here, I put at least two, if not even three of them, because I was going so cheap on some of my running backs and on my quarterbacks that I was able to meld a couple of these guys in there. Uh, CDB one would, was definitely one of them. Um, I, I really like Debo Samuel a lot. If, I, if I'm if i going to pay up for anybody, 
um, in that top five range we talked about. I, I'd rather just take the $600 discount and probably go to Debo over some of those four guys above him. Um, CD is just – he's the number one there. Amari Cooper is – is a good wide receiver and he definitely gets some points, but it's not even a conversation at this point. I mean, CD is the number one guy he's getting um, the most, you know, the the most important catches, the big plays, the ones where, you know, where, 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 when they need a guy, who do they go to? It's CD lamb. So he's going to be in a lot of my lineups. Yeah. I'm with you there. Uh, He's kind of a weird looking dude. Do you ever look at him? Yeah, he's uh he's interesting to say the least. He's not like you know he's he's kind of small, but he's also kind of big. He's got the long dread. Like it's just he's got a lot going on. Yeah. Okay. So in that matchup this week, CD Lamb or Tyreek Hill, who do you like more? CD Lamb or Tyreek Hill, who do I like more? That's tough. Um, who scores more fantasy points this week? That's the question. Tyreek scores more. Yeah. Tyreek. But- Tyreek scores more fantasy points this week, I think. Okay, he's $600 more expensive. Are you willing to pay up the extra $600 to go up to Tyreek Hill? Yeah, yeah, I'm willing. I'm willing to pay more. I mean, it's at home. It's at KC. Um, I think they're finally getting their rhythm back a little bit more. And, you know, just because C.D. Lamb dropped a whatever it was, I played him last week, dropped a 28-piece game, um and a 39 earlier in the year i mean i'm looking at his his you know week one 26 week two 17 week three nine week four three 18 39 24 28 i mean he's kind of like a, a poor man's tyree kill honestly if you think about it um it, you know he it, but i, I like tyreek a little bit more because he's slightly more consistent and his ceiling is actually higher than than cd lamb just because he dropped a 39 piece game i mean we how many times have we seen tyree kill drop 40 piece, you know, 40 piece game. It's, uh, it's, I can't even count on my hand. Yeah. I'll tell you why I love Tyree kill this week and it's Trayvon Diggs. That's why I love Tyree kill this week. Um, let's, uh, scooch down here on the salaries a little bit. Let's look for some, some middle tiered guys that we love this week. Uh, not a lot of great matchups, but there are a few, a few guys are on fire. How about Devante Smith this week against new Orleans? Yeah. At the six K range, I'm not really going to anybody other than Devante Smith. Um, I mean, Metcalf starting to get pretty cheap. Thielen, he's starting to go downhill a little bit. Hopkins, I mean, we don't even know what's going on with Hopkins. Um, I mean, the only case in the 6K range that you could make would be Devontae Smith, and then probably Brandon Cooks at six flat isn't a bad isn't a bad move either. Um, and then that's a that's about it. We I also wanted to want a quick mention about Jamar Chase at 72. Um, you know, I, I think it'd be wrong for us not to at least throw his name in the conversation there, uh, just because. He has been slightly quiet the last two weeks. Um, don't don't sleep on him. If you're around that pay range, you know you have about 7,200 or might be contemplating things. It's definitely worth at least giving him the benefit of the doubt and consider putting him in the lineup because it, it would not surprise me if he gets back on track here against Las Vegas. They're going to need the throw, and um, and he could be the the, the the guy for the long ball and, and for everything else that he, he does each week. So. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I mean, he has been, he has had a couple of quiet games back to back, but um, he had three catches for 32 yards in week eight against the Jets, but he saw nine targets, which is unusual, in my opinion, for the Jamar Chase Joe Burrow connection. And then in week nine against Cleveland, he only had 49 yards, caught six balls, but he still saw 13 targets. Unfortunately, lost a fumble to uh, hold him under the 10 the 10 fantasy points mark, but the targets have been there. Although he had a couple of slow weeks, the targets have been there. So I don't mind Jamar chase uh, really ever. If you're, especially if you're playing in a tournament and you need those big splash players to show up, Jamar chase is a pretty good option there at 7,200. I agree with you. Absolutely. Uh, Who else can we talk about in this middle tier? I mean, I don't want Michael Pittman against the bills. Uh, We talked about how we like CD lamb more than Amari Cooper. So let's shy away from that. Uh, How about your guy, Hunter Renfro at $5,800 against Cincinnati this week? 
Absolutely. I mean, I'm going to be putting him in some lineups. There's no doubt about that, especially cash. I mean, he's he's pretty much at this point, if you're playing daily fantasy and you're just playing cash and you're not playing huge tournaments or, or trying to, you know, win that lottery ticket amount, um, you, you pretty much have to play Hunter Renfro at this point. I, I, I just – I don't see how you can't. I mean, he's probably the most – consistent wide receiver this year, um, at least in, especially at his pay range, I should say. Um, I, I'm, I'm comfortable playing him. I see DJ Moore just scaling down each more and more each week. That's a shame. I really – I wish – I was hoping that he would end up doing pretty well. Um, he's somebody to consider, though, with Carolina at home, like we talked about earlier with Cam Newton. I wouldn't be surprised if DJ Moore finally gets back on track. And then the only other conversation other than Renfro is uh, Christian Kirk, if – Hopkins continues to be out. Even if Cop Hopkins is in at this point, I'm kind of curious as to you know to see Kirk really be the the, the dominant wide uh, receiver. I mean, um, the last few games he's been doing pretty well. Nothing too crazy, but it's Arizona Seattle, just like the Houston Tennessee game we talked about. Arizona Seattle games year in year out year out get crazy. Four four or five touchdown games apiece for each team. These are two high-caliber offenses Once when they're really meshing. So if Kyler's in and if uh, Russell Wilson's back and everything kind of clicks, they wouldn't be surprised to see Christian Kirk have a have a, a touchdown game, you know, maybe even 100 yards and a, and a few catches. Yeah, I don't mind that, especially in the tournament, tournament format. Another guy who I think is a sneaky play in the tour- tournament format in that same game is Tyler Lockett at 6,000. He's another one of those players who can have slow weeks but can also boom and be the wide receiver one. To see him at 6,000 is a little shocking, honestly. And, um, I, you know, Russell Wilson had a bad week last week, but I think, uh, you know, I think they're going to turn it on this week and hand Arizona their second straight loss. So uh, I like Tyler Lockett, especially in tournaments this week uh how about Jalen Waddle taking on the Jets uh the rookie receivers are really starting to show out across the board Waddle's been consistent all year but we haven't seen those big plays just yet is this the week that we finally see that breakout big huge week from Jalen Waddle it could be um I'm not gonna sit here and eat my words and say it won't especially uh you know but I, I think it's it, they have him in a, in a specific role. I mean, he's running. He's he's the target machine. He's running quick slants. He's running short passes, um, and, and and that's kind of where he's been all season. He's been we we know game in game out what he brings to the table, um, and that's he he brings volume. Um, he doesn't bring many yards. He's not definitely the goal line guy. I mean, Gasecki's definitely the goal line person. Uh, Devontae Parker, I don't know if he's back in or not or what's going on there. I think he was on IR. Um, yeah. But they haven't they haven't proved that, you know, that he's the guy they want to go to for touchdowns other than that one game against Jacksonville over in London where he had two of his three touchdowns on the year. So um, yeah. he's, he's – he's, once again, same thing like Renfro. He's the cash play. I, I, I don't feel comfortable putting him in too many tournaments. Um but I don't mind throwing him in there, hoping that this might be the week where um, that he, you know, he, he drops a twenty piece or maybe even twenty five finally again, like he did over in London. Uh, but I'm just not a betting man more on that in tournament than I would be at some other guys, even under him. At 50, he's fifty six hundred. I mean, there's other options that that bring um, even higher upside than him, like you know, possibly Marvin Jones, Emmanuel Sanders at fifty three hundred. Um, even some guys down even lower, like Elijah Moore at 4,900. Um, Robbie Anderson at 4,600 could finally be out of the woodwork. Um, for 4,500, that's where I'd like to be for Bateman, especially because Marquise Brown might be out. He did not practice today. Even if Marquise Brown is in, Bateman is slowly creeping in there and getting more work and is looking really good. Absolutely. I love Rashard Bateman. Uh, is this the week? I don't know. We'll see. He also has a questionable as designation. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the week progresses. You know, it is only Thursday. Uh, we'll see who suits up for practice tomorrow and whatnot. Uh, let's see if we – are there any dart throw wide receivers down here, some real cheap guys who we could throw into a tournament roster? Uh uh, let's see, Mecole Hardman maybe against Dallas, Gabriel Davis against the Colts, anybody like that? 
Yeah, I, I, well, I was talking to my buddy earlier. I think uh, somebody that we haven't, a lot of people haven't thought about is Gallup. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, we got Gallup at 4,200. Michael Gallup, I mean, last week he finally came back. Um, didn't have a, a, you know, a crazy game, but um, he had five targets, you know, on his, his first game back. It wouldn't surprise me if he gets another five. If not, obviously this is going to be a, this is going to be a pretty crazy game. Uh, so maybe six, seven, even eight targets. And they, 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 they go to him in the goal line. I've seen him grab touchdowns. So I think for 4,200, that's somewhat of a dart throw. Um, I'm trying to think what else Hardman. I'd probably rather go to Gallup than Hardman. Uh, Gabriel Davis. I, I feel pretty comfortable with a dart throw in a tournament to go with him. Uh, I mean, it's Buffalo at Buffalo dart throws. You know, the goal to go with dart throws is, um, you know, obviously third, you know, wide receiver third, uh, three, three mans on, on really good prolific offense teams. So those are kind of the guys or on the worst shitty teams that end up just somehow putting up a bunch of points in garbage time are, are really the only other time we go for dart throws is, is, is those two types of options. Somebody that's going to put up a crap, you know, a bunch of points on some really long plays or, or big potential plays uh, for teams that we know are going to put up a bunch of points or for teams that we think are pretty actually not very good, but game gets out of hand and we go to them. So um that's probably that's probably it for me is, is Gallup and perhaps even uh, I'm looking here. Um, I mean, honestly, the situation in Tennessee is, in, is pretty interesting now because we know that Julio is officially just trash. He's just not <laughs> – it wouldn't be surprised if, if this might be his last season. He can't stay healthy. Um, uh, you could probably go for a dark throw and maybe Chester Rogers or even um, – what what's his name? Uh, Westbrook. Ikine, the the other wide Ikea, Westbrook Ikea. I'm going to call him Westbrook Ikea from now on. Yeah, Westbrook Ikea wouldn't be too ridiculous of a play. Um, guys like that for Tennessee where, where, where guys are going to be coming in off of injuries, those are the only other times that we go to dark plays is somebody like that and we think could finally get in there. I mean, Deshaun Jackson at 3,400 would not surprise me if he drops a 15 or 20 piece finally now after his, his second game in there, learning some offense and, and you know knowing the routes better. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. A dart throw that I like this week is Brian Edwards. Watch Brian Edwards uh, slowly emerging for Las Vegas since the uh, Henry Ruggs incident. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so – we got through the fun parts and now let's uh let's dig out some crap in the tight end and the defense category uh our, uh obviously we'll pay up if we're gonna pay up we will pay up for travis kelsey we'll pay up for george kittle are you willing to pay up for a darren waller this week he's really been struggling no man, i hate Dale. i really i like him because of who he is and just like his story and everything like that and i think he's a motivated young player and i, I like him as a as a character but for fantasy especially this year i'm not i don't think i've streamed him once and I'm, i've been happy with that other than if you streamed him week one against baltimore where he dropped that whatever 20 target game um which was has been a fluke ever since. I, I don't play him each week. I really don't. And if he if he burns me this week or you know one one of these weeks finally, that that's fine. You know, that, I'd rather I rather fade him any day at this point um, and play somebody way less money. I normally go cheap on tight end. I very rarely pay up for tight end unless it's Travis Kelsey. Same. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, usually when I construct a roster, I always do my defense and my tight end first. I go, what's the cheapest guy I'm willing to pay for? And uh, I pick them and then I adjust accordingly for the rest of my roster. Uh, that's really usually where I go. Occasionally, I might get a little thirsty and might go up to Kelsey or George Kittle, somebody like that. But generally, I do not. I never like Mark Andrews, never willing to play him. Well, let's talk about these two guys in the middle. TJ Hawkinson and Mike Gesicki have been pretty good all year, but both went goose last week and uh, gave us a whole zero burger. Uh, do you like either of these two this week to bounce back? I like Gasicki over Hawkinson. Um, that's just me personally. It wouldn't surprise me if, if either of them bounce back. Um, 
I, I just uh, – Hawkinson's been another huge disappointment this year for a lot of players, and, and rightfully so, you know, understanding what happened with that team and, and, and moving golf over there and just everything else. I'd go to Gesicki over Hawkinson. Probably still wouldn't even pay up for either of them at this point. Um, on, uh, I'm going down the list. I wouldn't pay 4800 for Ertz. No way. Schultz for 4600 Um Interesting. Definitely, definitely at least a little bit more willing to go there than anybody else at this point. Probably just because we keep talking about Dallas, Kansas City. But um, and if I'm if really like I keep saying, I, I I really would not pay up for anybody at this point. I keep going down lower and lower. I've been streaming uh, Dan Arnold a lot in my in my fantasy leagues as well as in, in in actual DFS. He's been pretty solid, honestly. Like him and Trevor yeah. have a rapport. For 4,100, I think he's good for 11 or 12 points at this point. And you might even get a touchdown in there eventually. It wouldn't surprise me if he finally gets one. But the the volume's there and the catches are there. I mean, he, he's got good hands. He's been a tight end in the league for a while. I, I trust him at 4,100. He's the Jaguars wide receiver one. So uh, I'm willing to pay for Dan Arnold pretty much. At, I'm with you. I've stri- I've used him a lot, especially in daily fantasy. Uh, he's just uh, a consistent five catches for 60 yards every week. And that's what you're looking for. Another guy who's been doing that quite often is Tyler Conklin at 3,900. He seems to be catching several balls every week. Doesn't seem like a player who's ever going to goose you. Uh, how do you feel about Tyler Conklin? I like Conklin too. I mean, I, I, I've been keeping my eye on him for a while. Um, I, now that which McCall it's out of there, Rudolph, and there was a lot of uh, tight ends over uh, for for uh, for Minnesota, and we were trying to navigate and figure out who was really the the head honcho. I think it is Conklin at this point. Um, he's pretty much getting about five or six targets a game, uh, and it's against Green Bay. I like that. Um, my weird play, honestly, I'm just going to let you guys know now who I'm probably going to end up streaming a lot. As weird as it is, I'm going to Swain at Tennessee for 2800 Okay. Okay, um, 2800 That's real cheap. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, 2800 And ever since Derrick Henry has gone out, you can notice the trend the last three weeks, and it's like, uh, it's like a line graph. I mean, we can literally see this guy's value and worth going up game by game. Since Derrick Henry's been out, he dropped 12.3 points against Indianapolis. He had five targets, four catches for a touchdown. Then following week, he dropped 12.9 points against the Rams, uh, five tar- or four targets and four catches with another touchdown. And then last week against New Orleans, shot down a little bit, um, not as good because he didn't have the touchdown, 6.6 points. But five targets and four catches. So um, I'm willing to take that shot at $2,800. Like, it's it's a no-brainer for me, especially in, in a lot of tournament strategies right now where I'm trying to save money and, and get those three wide receivers I talked about before that I feel like is important this week to have. Um, I'm going to be putting some Swain. Jeff Swain, double F, Jeff Swain. <laughs> I love I love the G E O F F spelling of Jeff. It's my favorite way to spell Jeff. I love it. Yeah, they, they don't they don't. Be, that's about the whitest boy Jeff name you can spell. <laughs> <laughs> the only way you could beat him is if you spelled your name like Greg, like G R E G G, like it, like the double <laughs> R, but with the double G. I love it. Um, the tight end that I am playing in the majority of my lineups this week is Cole Komet. For Chicago, taking on Baltimore, he has been another player who's getting just a growing number of targets every week. Baltimore gives up a ton of points to the tight end. I love Cole Komet personally this week at 3400 He's another lower-priced tight end who I think is, is a smash play this week and could help you fit in those higher-priced wide receivers, like you said. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Let's slide over now to the defense. Uh, I am not the type of guy who likes to pay up for defense. Is that a strategy you usually use yourself? Yeah, most of the time, unless it's just so blatant, it makes so much sense, you know, where you you almost feel stupid that if you don't, because, uh, you know, a second or third string quarterback's in against a, a prolific defense at home or something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so like I said, that's usually where I start with my roster. I pretty much go who's definitely not giving me a zero or a negative score. And the cheapest one I'm comfortable with, that is what I go with. Who is the defense you're targeting this week? You know, I'm probably going to regret it, but it's going to probably be the Chiefs. If not, definitely probably Minnesota. Um, it's just the problem is, is that, you know, a lot of people sleep on defense um, in the perspective that you're really not playing for low scoring games. A lot of people uh, have that misconception that you're trying to go for a low scoring game or a game where you think is going to be slower paced. And you can get you can get sucked down the rabbit hole doing that. Meanwhile, the two thousand dollar defense of the week ends up dropping an 18 point game just because the game was so crazy and they were expected to get so crushed. And there were so many points and so many players on the board that they end up having a pick six and a fumble sack. And you know what I mean? Just because that's how it is. You're, you're, you're trying to figure out um, what games have the most potential actually for turnovers, because that's where all the points are. It's not, you know, saving low scoring games and, and, and what we, we oftentimes think of. I used to go down that all the time. So the, the Kansas city game is a weird game to pick, but I know that that's going to be a high scoring game and there's going to be a lot of different plays and a lot of different things that could happen and it wouldn't surprise me if, if, if uh, there's going to be a, a big couple plays on either side of things that, that really help you out for such a cheap price. Yeah, you have a high potential for uh, turnovers, and really that's kind of where defense makes their money. Uh, that's where the points come from is turnovers and potential for a defensive score. So I don't mind that. The defense that I am targeting this week is Carolina against Washington. Carolina's been one of the best defenses all year long. Taking on Washington this week, definitely a lot of potential for turnovers there. Um, so Carolina at $2,700, that's the defense I'm targeting personally this week. Yeah, no, I'm looking at it now for $2,700. That's a, that's a bargain. That's definitely something to, to, to definitely consider. I, I mean, I, I like that play. I definitely do. It's just that a lot of my my basic lineup constructions I've made so far, I'm like so tight on defense. So, but for five hundred dollars, I mean, it does it, it does it could be worth it. You know, it's not a matter of of you know, always just trying to save as much money as possible when a couple hundred dollars, you know, three or four hundred, and switching out one player for a a, a defense that looks way better and is the smarter move. I like I like Carolina at twenty seven hundred. There's no doubt about it. I mean, other than that, there really isn't too much more I like. Other than maybe the Cleveland Browns coming back and kicking butt after they just got wiped out against Detroit at home for thirty one hundred. That's not too expensive either. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad play. I'm absolutely with you. All right, so I I have a lineup and I'd like to share it. Do you have a lineup? Um, no, I don't, but I, I can make one real quick based upon what I was thinking. Okay, let's take a minute. All right. Uh, just while you're making the lineup, I'll share a little bit about mine. Uh, no, I, I won't. I want to do this a little blind. Why don't you make your lineup and then we'll share at the same time? All right. Sounds good. And I'm just gonna talk. So earlier today, I decided to take Ramondre Stevenson out of my lineup, literally at the buzzer. And uh, that's working out so far. I'm pretty happy that I took him out. Yeah, I haven't been following up on that game. I have Jacoby Myers being streamed right now. And I, I saw he had a catch early on, but I don't know after that. Uh, yep, he's, he's at one for five. Damn it. No, no, no. Mac Jones has a touchdown to Nelson Aguilar. Oof. All right. Keep looking here. Hmm. <laughs> it's devilish. He's got a devilish giggle to him. Quadre Allison is the leading rusher for Atlanta right now. That's not what I expected to happen. No, a lot of people are starting to think about Wayne Gallman coming back into the picture. Yep, I put Wayne Gallman in my uh, superstar lineup today, and uh, I wish I didn't do that. Ten-nothing <laughs> uh, uh, Patriots. 
Almost done. You're good. Take your time. Our listeners are hanging by a thread right now. We got them hanging by the edge of their seats, so they're ready. (laughs) Almost there. Get your popcorn ready. Go pop some popcorn. Get a soda pop. We'll just get some pop on pop and uh, wait for these lineups because they're going to be great. They are going to be good. I'm excited. You got me thinking about Montgomery. Um, we're still we're still here. We'll get we'll give him another thirty piece here, a little thirty piece. Almost. Then then we'll hit him with the Jeopardy music. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sixty four. All right. All right, let's do it. I think we're good. All right, here we go. Let's start it off with your quarterback. Where did you end up going? I'm going to Cam Newton. He went real cheap with Cam Newton. He mentioned it earlier in this segment here, and he decided to to take the plunge real cheap with Cam Newton. I went way more expensive, and I took the Dak Prescott in that Kansas City matchup at $7,200. So you started off cheap. I started off expensive. Let's move and see where that got us. Who do you have at running back? Who are your two running backs? Uh, I've got Dylan at 6200 and – I'm convinced. You got me on Montgomery. I'm willing to take that chance for 55. Love it. I also went with A.J. Dillon. That's, I mean, you got to play him at 6,200. And then I went with Jeff Wilson for the reasons that I spoke of earlier. I think he's got potential whether or not Elijah Mitchell plays. And if Elijah Mitchell's out, he's a smash. Let's move it to wide receiver. We got three wide receiver spots. Where did we end up going at wide receiver? I went with Tyreek Hill, Renfro, and Debo Samuel. I love it. So you kind of did the exact same thing I did. Went with two expensive and a cheaper one. I also have Tyreek Hill. I went to A.J. Brown against Houston. And then i taken a shot with Emmanuel Sanders to get back on the horse against the Colts at 5,300. Not a bad play. Uh, let's, go to, let's go to the flex spot. Who did you stick in your flex? I went with Devontae Smith. Okay, not a bad play, and I went with Brian Edwards. I had to sneak him in at the end of the wide receiver talk so that I could stick him in my lineup and have it make sense. Uh, And then personally at tight end and defense, I went with the two players that I talked about, Cole Komet and the Panthers. Where did you go? I stuck with mine. I went with Swain, and I stuck with the Chiefs. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Put those lineups together and watch the money flow in. The American Najee Warrior DFS expert, thank you again for coming on to the podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. Look forward to seeing what happens this weekend with our lineups, and uh, good luck. All right, my man. Good luck to you, and have a great night. Likewise. Bye. Bye. Awesome. First attempt at a DFS show. Thank you to the American Najee Warrior for using your daily fantasy knowledge and coming on and talking to me on the podcast. Again, um, I wanted this podcast to be about the KOLL. Um, unfortunately, I, I, I don't know if it's a lack of interest, if we lost interest, if it's not fun anymore or what's going on, but... Um, I'm having a lot of trouble getting the KOLL members on the podcast. Obviously, Blake Bottles and uh, Tony Romo, Arigato, Mr. Roboto are regulars, and they definitely enjoy doing the podcast and actually go out of their way to uh, express interest in being on the podcast. And that's what we're looking for. Um, unfortunately, if the KOLL members continue to uh, not find even five minutes to come on to the podcast, well then um, this podcast is going to transition more into being just a fantasy football podcast and absolutely nothing to do with the KOLL, which is not what I wanted. 
It is not what I wanted. I could easily have made two separate podcasts to make that happen. Unfortunately, I'm you know I'm trying to make a podcast and I'm spending six hours a week, maybe more, doing homework and researching, and then um, you know. Yes, people come on the podcast, they say no, they can't, or yes, they will, but then when the time actually comes, they don't answer my texts. So here we are. I'm rambling and I'm bitching a little bit. That is absolutely true because I had a plan for this league, and unfortunately, um, it's it's not coming to fruition. So yeah, I'm bitching about it. Um, this was the KOLL Podcast. I am Stefan Siggs. If you've listened to this, you're not part of the problem. If you aren't, then you're obviously not hearing me right now. Anyway, this was a KOL podcast. I am Stefan Siggs. Enjoy your football.